0: And how is everyone doing this evening? James here with Barry Flow Upstream. We've got the whole cast here. Alex was unfortunately unable to make it. He's trying to catch up on some much-needed hours of sleep. But we do have Chris from Crackberry, editor-in-chief, in-house with us today to join the discussion. How are you doing, Chris? Can't
1: complain. Still snowed in, but, you know, that's Canada.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys got it rough, eh?
1: Yeah, especially, especially where I live. Like Literally, there's it's two floors, like my apartment building is three floors, right, and basically, I could jump out of my apartment building and land in a snowbank and be perfectly fine with just jumping out over my balcony. That's how high the snow is. It goes up to almost the second floor of the apartment
0: building. So, uh, Blaze Bla- is planning a fallen snow angel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, Brandon, how about Toronto? Uh, and Ronell, you both are both kind of in the same region, so to speak. Uh, yeah. How is it over there in terms of the weather?
2: It's cold again. Well, yeah, it's cold today, but it's yeah. been like everything's kind of melted now, basically. Oh, yeah. um, now it's just kind of that tail end of winter. We're just... Uh, the last few really cold days, and then I'm sure, and by the end of the month, and in April, it's gonna start, you know, being super wet and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is here in Florida. I mean, I'm I'm running running my shorts, and
0: literally opening up windows trying to get get more cool than what it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing that I think might be able to cool me down is that new Porsche device. The thing's hot. I mean, I, it's pretty nice. The P ninety nine eighty three graphite release. Uh, they followed it up, kind of. Going all around the whole bezel, making it darker. They did the same thing with the Z10. I don't know if you guys happen to see the the Z10s that they did in black. Those were very nice as well. I don't. Yeah. I still don't I'm still not entirely sure how I feel about these devices because they're so expensive. I'll, I'll never actually hold or see one. <laughs> <you know? laughs> what do you guys think about the the graphite and the fact that they're making multiple editions of these passport phones? Um, excuse me, Porsche phones. I
1: don't know. I think you know for the people who they're specifically built for it, it's perfectly fine. Everybody always makes fun of BlackBerry for, you know, essentially releasing another $2,000 phone is what it really comes down to. It's like $19.50 on the, uh, on the Porsche Design website. But, you know, there's people out there who buy them, and you know, I don't, the, the agreement is in place with Porsche Design. to continue to keep on making these devices, so there has to be some profit made. I think it's perfectly fine that they go ahead and keep on producing them as long as they're not losing money on them. And honestly, I don't understand how they could lose money on them because essentially they're just, you know, recycling parts, so to speak, with a brand new shell on it and then, you know, charging people $2,000. So, you know, it's it's obviously not a device for everybody, nobody has. Not exactly everybody has $2,000 to go ahead and pick one up, but for the people who do and the people who want it, and you know, why not, you know? They exist.
2: Yeah. yeah, they probably only need to sell like five of those, like <laughs> at a store, and that kind of like pays the store's rent for a month. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. In, in all honesty, I mean, like they've obviously done the research. There's obviously a market for it. Um, it's kind of just a continuation of that trend they've been doing, where it's a super, you know, they're trying to keep their hands in in, you know, a little bit of everywhere. It's got the super high end. Um, the Porsche devices that, that work for that market. I mean, if you look at some other high end devices like the uh I think it's the uh Virtu or something, and those things are like three thousand dollars and I don't see them being any better than these Porsche designs. In fact the Porsche designs seem to be a bit more competitive in in, in performance, especially in that ultra high end um you know, area of the device market. So I think they're doing a good job in that respect. Of course, common people like us will never, you know, use these <laughs> devices. Yeah.
3: So
2: what about you, Ronaldo? Are you too much
0: of a commoner to ever have a Porsche de- device, or you might pick one up?
3: <laughs> nah, I mean, the bank account disagrees with it completely. But <laughs> um, I think, I'm, I don't know if celebrities grab onto these devices a lot, but I would assume so. I mean, uh, if anybody's watching the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I mean, some of them still have those... Bold 9900s, so I don't see why one of them wouldn't pick up one of these high-end devices. Maybe Kanye West can hook uh, Kim up with one.
0: That's another gift. Keep sliding her. P P designs of devices so she stays on board. I think it's kind of cool that they're doing the graphite in specific, because it it allows a little bit more exclusivity, right? It was an exclusive device. It was already, you know, brand new, one-of-a-kind, so to speak. And now they've kind of done another iteration. So it's kind of like those Passports, those limited edition 50 that went out. It's like even a smaller batch, so to speak, with the graphite versus the original. I'm definitely interested in maybe getting a hands-on to see what some of the differences were. I think the original had a glass weave back; it was a glossy type back, similar to what the Z30 had. And mm-hmm. then the new version is a leather back and hand, hand on, uh, hand on genuine leather. So it's just be interesting to kind of hold two of them and see like which is nicer in the hand. I would think the leather, but the that glass weave, that glossy back, was very, very nice.
1: Yeah, it just happens to be a fingerprint magnet. I think that would be the only thing that would detract me from it. I despise fingerprints all over my devices. Always got a fiber cloth close by just to clean them
0: off. (laughs) I'm the same way, especially if like I see like specks of dust, it drives me absolutely crazy. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. So moving on from there, I mean, if you have this two thousand dollar device. You can't actually get BlackBerry Care Protection on it, which I think is, <laughs> which I think is kind of amusing uh, now that they've just announced that. What do you guys think of the whole care package? I know HTC had recently came out with their own version of basically the same thing. Apple has been doing this with their products for a while. Do you think this is something you'd invest in? I think, as a personally, as a Red Passport owner, I'm I'm pretty tempted to go. And, and I'm biased here as well because I just broke previously a BlackBerry <laughs> Passport. So. I look at this red one, and it's so nice, that I don't want it to get messed up. So I'm thinking of dropping. I think it's only like five dollars a month, and it extends the warranty for a full year. Uh, Blaze, what do you think about it?
1: I, don't know. I think it's another, you know, revenue stream for them, and why not offer it? I mean, it doesn't really, you know, add too much to their overhead to be able to go ahead and offer it. And pretty much every other company is starting to offer solutions like that. So why not, right? I mean, for me, I. I, it wouldn't be something that I'd put all my devices on of course, but I'd put my red passport on there for sure I mean what what difference does it make if it if it doesn't cost them any more in the long run to add that to their offerings and why not offer it right there's plenty of people out there that would like to be able to go ahead and have the additional comfort and insurance of knowing that their phone isn't going to you know not be replaceable at some point in time just because you know they drop it or smash
4: it
1: or you know, spill something on it whatever the case may be
2: yeah the important thing here is so that people they can just go directly to blackberry and get their devices you know taken care of from that respects i remember way back when i had my my iPhone I got the Apple care and it was a lot easier just dealing with Apple and sending your device and they could just replace it like that instead of having to go through a carrier and and get it replaced in in that manner and sometimes it takes a week or two and 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 I can imagine that this way being directly with like communicating directly with Blackberry having that care plan with Blackberry I I imagine the turnaround time we'll see yet to see but I imagine the turnaround time will be uh, relatively uh, quicker in that respect. I'm um, just kinda I, I just don't understand why they didn't have it sooner, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I mean, I, in, in, I, yeah. Sorry. But
3: no, uh,
2: just uh just one quick thing is just that like the technology industry, um, with laptops and everything, they've been doing this for years. Uh, TVs, computers, Future Shop, Best Buy, everybody's been doing it, so I just don't understand why it took them so long to get into the game. Uh, <laughs>
0: the honest answer I think that it may be the case that they probably weren't moving enough devices to warrant it,
1: <laughs> yeah, or they, mm-hmm. or they had the situation pretty much covered directly through the carriers, like you know Apple and everything like that. Still did it previously, but they did that. They started that long ago with you know the the computers and stuff like that. Um, even my MacBook, I had to have my MacBook replaced once before, and you call it, the the replacement cost alone were twenty seven hundred dollars, which is pretty much like. The of a brand new MacBook,
4: mm-hmm. but
1: I think previously BlackBerry had the opportunity; they could have done it, but they didn't necessarily have to do it at that point in time because they had the carrier situation. The carrier support was much better, you know. Previously, you know, you could call up AT and T or you could call up T Mobile or you know Rogers or Bell, or whatever, and talk to those representatives, even though it was you know somewhat annoying at that point in time to be able to go ahead and do it. So now that they're specifically offering devices you know without carriers um, directly on their website and through Amazon and stuff like that I think it becomes more important um, to be able to go ahead and offer those secondary solutions such as the insurance because of the fact that they don't necessarily have that carrier support in place anymore. You can't call up You know, I can't call up Rogers and say, hey, my red passport is busted, send me a new one. You know, if I'm outside of my warranty or anything like that, they don't even acknowledge the device. If I had a black one that I purchased from Rogers, sure, but I didn't purchase it from Rogers. I purchased it from Amazon, and Amazon doesn't have that in place. So with that that lack of carrier consistency there, if we can call it that, you know, it gives them a better opportunity to be able to go ahead and offer the extra care solution plan. So, you know, it, it's making up for some some of the the agreements and the loss of carriers, I guess you could
0: say. That's a great point to make on Ranel in 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 your field. Do you find that those kinds of things are lacking? Because I know, at least from a consumer perspective, if I go to shop BlackBerry, I'd like to have, as Blaise suggested, you know, to have that care option if I want an extended warranty for my device. It's not like I'm buying it, I'm going to have it once, and that, that's the last interaction I have. So it does feel like almost the system was broken in terms of the customer experience when buying from shop BlackBerry. So as Chris said, it's definitely an additive. In, in your line of work, do you think the care protection package and that offering is going to be something valuable for BlackBerry right now?
3: Uh, definitely, I mean, um, I've had customers ask me, oh, is there an additional plan for my BlackBerry device if I did accidentally drop it or something would happen to it, right? Um, and I mean, I called out BlackBerry directly and the answer was no, right? So definitely it's a, it's a great addition. I think one of the problems was, you know, Apple, they have their, their own retail locations where, you know, if something is wrong and you do have Apple Care, you can go directly to them, right? In BlackBerry's case, you're only selling through carriers, so the only real way you're going to communicate to the, cu- uh, to the customer uh, if they have an issue is through the carrier. So carriers now, like Rogers and Telus um, and Fire, they have their own device plans, which you know they pay monthly, and that tags on to their monthly bill. So it's kind of hard to, or at that time, it was hard for BlackBerry to offer some type of device support when the carriers already had that. but um, now that you know, Shop BlackBerry is selling a lot more devices outright. I think it's it's a great move for sure.
2: Uh, further to that point, too, um, another interesting thing that this can kind of alleviate is that sometimes when people, like for instance, I had a few friends the other day I was meeting up with, and they have BlackBerry 10 devices, and they were kind of sluggish and stuff, and, and and they were under the impression they need to get it repaired. So for like those type of people, they they're likely to get that plan right at the beginning for 50 bucks up front or whatever, or the Blackberry Care Plan. Play, pay the monthly fee so that they don't have to worry about it. But the issue is, is that you have people that don't have those plans now who have Blackberry 10 devices, and now after two years or something of having their Z10 with it being sluggish, you know they're kind of in in that mood of maybe instead of just getting it repaired because it's going to cost them more money now, um, they're just going to go and switch to somebody else. So. Like what I've seen what works with for Apple at least is that they have that care plan, so people are like, "Oh, I'll just get repaired, get a brand new one and and I'll be fine for like another year and then they get retained with the brand there they They stay with Apple or something like that, so we might see that happen a bit more with blackberry devices hopefully
0: the hopefully the Blackberry as some kind of retainer for them and that's the thing we wish it was a stronger retainer ultimately for those people who want that all touch hardware still. Uh, but still, it is kind of an upgrade path. You do have a bigger screen, a uh, bigger battery in terms of, like, a Z10. Here at a Z30, you know what's up. You know, you're already set for this 10.3 uh, year, so to speak. But that's definitely a good point to make there, Brandon. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about your application. I know you've been pushing it through multiple uh, segments in uh, BlackBerry beta zone. Have you gone ahead and pushed the application out officially in BlackBerry World? And how's the response been so far?
2: Yep, so uh, I pushed it out to Blackberry World on Tuesday on St. Patrick's Day, and the response had been really, really good from the entire community. I put a lot of work into it. I put it in the beta zone, and and I was working on it for a long time before release. So I think a lot of those initial bugs that I typically have with my apps when I first released them um, weren't really present in this because I just had, had had gotten really you know, in-depth with trying, with trying to squash some of those bugs early and, and not have them in a release build. And overall, people, you know, I think it's kind of working good for uh, Mixcloud.com as well because they're they're getting a whole bunch of new users who had no clue the service existed. And, and I'm getting feedback from users who are like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I use it for my runs or I just use it to drive to work in the mornings. It, it's nice and, and it's really fluid. So it's been good. The response has been good.
0: In terms of like some of the downloads you're seeing, is it in, on par with what you expected when you initially? Because you have the numbers already from Beta Zone when you were there. Has a lot of that transitioned over?
2: Yeah, a good chunk has transitioned over. Of course, in in the Beta Zone, you're going to get more people because it's a free app um, in the Beta Zone. So people would just download it even if they're not sure about it. Um, it costs $1.99 in the app world. I mean, in in BlackBerry world, so people, you know. Unless they really really like it or get a promotion, sometimes if they're not really into like DJ mixes and things like that, they're not going to download it. Um, but overall, I say it's been pretty good. What's interested me the most about the download figures is that the majority, I'd say over 95% have all been on uh, 10.3.1, and it's actually available um, on 10.2 and above. And I've seen hardly any on 10.2 uh, download it. Now, whether that means you know those people just aren't finding it, or they're just not interested in the ad. It could be one thing or another, but I thought that was interesting. You've got some hardcore users downloading your <laughs> ad. In other words, no
0: business, no business types that are still sitting on 10 10.1 dot, 10 dot or 10.2, right?
2: No, no. <laughs> I've, uh, it's actually the the passport is quite a huge chunk on the passport. I'd say about 25% are passport, and then uh, another. Uh, 30 percent are on Z30 and then 40 percent are uh, are on what's it called on the on the Z10 and then there's a few on Q10 and Q5.
1: It's interesting that you know the Z10 has pretty much kept everybody going at this point <laughs> because when you look at all of the downloads the Z10 it has been like the strongest device when it comes to the download situation like, if you ask the developers what device has the most downloads, the majority of them say the Z10. I would start. To, I would think that the Z10 would start to die off at some point in time soon. Like, yeah. you know, people have had those devices for a long period of time now, and it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. It makes sense because it was the very first BlackBerry 10 device that was out there. So, you know, the majority of the people probably have one. If you were interested in BlackBerry, chances are you picked up a Z10. Even if you moved to some other BlackBerry 10 device at a later point, you probably have or had a Z10 at some point in time. But it'd be interesting to see if, you know, that device starts to die off and it it transitions to something else at some point in time soon. Like, say, for example, if the Passport started taking over, you know, the majority of the downloads, I'd like to see that happen, but
2: there's there's a lot of people who who do like the Z10 specifically because they can replace the battery on the fly yeah. um so i mean like you've got different offerings that have longer battery life like the uh the Z30 or or the Passport uh things like that but for some people they just you know even though the Z10 does have poor battery life they can they usually have like a second battery they can just stick right in and, and they and, and there's a lot of people that still like that form factor right yeah, that's the other part. And, and let's be honest, it's still a pretty solid device two years on. it's. Uh, it, I mean, I, I've i been using it. my uh, Z10 to actually go run uh, nowadays because my passport is a little too big to have on <laughs> my uh, on my arm. So I, I use my Z10 and put my SIM card in to, to track myself on GPS while I run and all that. And it's still a pretty solid device. I use it for stuff, and it's, it's great. So, I mean, yeah. there's still that solid user base like you said, the,
1: the form factor is good and there it hasn't necessarily been another BlackBerry 10 device like it. So that also makes me wonder how many people are essentially out there and, you know, their their first Z10 died and they, instead of getting something else, they actually ended up just buying like a cheap one off of eBay over, you know, got one on no contract or whatever the piece may be yeah. to actually keep that device going.
0: Definitely interesting stuff. The Z10 to me seems like... There was so much hype for BB10, right? And a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people jumped on that Z10 when it first came out. So I'm glad that the, glad that the user base is still there. But I would like to see some more numbers, like as Blaise had mentioned, kind of on Passport side. Rinal, in the sales force out there, I mean, what are you seeing in terms of people who want a BlackBerry device? Are they still really focused on that QWERTY? Do you feel like John Chen's strategy of focusing on QWERTY <laughs> with Classic and Passport and belaying an all-touch device? Do you think that was wise?
3: Um, it's. It's really hard to say, you know, to be honest. Um, when you look at the market right now, I mean, they're pushing the Classic more than the Passport in a way right now, right? So you're seeing a lot of those legacy people moving over to the Classic. And then you have those high-end users who are okay with the larger size screen moving over to the Passport, right, to keep that QWERTY keyboard. Um, besides that, I mean, I a lot of people are hanging on to the Z10s. Even my girlfriend has a Z10. And even though 10.3, is one's getting a couple of trouble uh, problems for her. I mean, she still likes it, right? She has she has an upgrade and she doesn't want to use an upgrade. Might as well just keep it. And when it dies, you know, we'll see what device is out by then. But a lot of people, as you guys said, the form factor they keep it. So the market it's it's geared towards where the more the qwerty keyboard, keyboard people right now. And uh, the Z10 is on prepaid now, right? So whatever the left, it's just prepaid people buying it.
0: I wish there were more prepaid options in general for BlackBerry devices. Like, they have the Leap coming. I'm sure we're going to see that in some prepaid sense. I just feel like the device, especially because they got the, the price point right, in my opinion, a little bit high, but it's right. Like it, You know, you got to start it to a point where you can decrease it. You don't want to start it too low and then have to bring it to zero immediately. So yeah. I, think, I, I yeah. think it's a smart price point for them to start at. And I think it's going to be a pretty solid device. As you guys said, you have people and friends who are on these Z10 and these elder BlackBerry devices, be it a Q10 or a Z10, <laughs> and the devices still work really, really well. And the optimizations that have come through are, are, you know, are actually substantial. A lot of us kind of forget the fact that if you get two updates on your iOS or Android device, it may not even work the way it needs to anymore. Especially talking iOS devices get um, with a BlackBerry device, it kind of gets this renewed energy. So uh, it's definitely kind of interesting to see that there are a lot of holdouts that are still on that Z10 form factor. It, it'd be crazy if maybe Chen uh, later on in some years was able to reiterate on some of those hardware designs, refine them, and build in better specifications so people can have those upgrades. I, I, I know a lot of people who like the Z10, wish it came in more colors and had better specs. Yeah.
3: For a bigger battery, I mean... I'm pretty yeah. sure if yeah, BlackBerry could make a, a bigger battery for the Z10, same size, I mean a lot of people would buy it.
2: Yeah, basically bigger battery and uh, a better Wi-Fi antenna so that you can use you know, Miracast and, and and Wi-Fi Direct because I know on the Z10 that's, that's one of the main things that's missing. But essentially it's still a pretty solid device just... Uh, you know revamp and freshen up the the interiors and and give more colors make that your your low end touch device and it could be pretty you know, could be a pretty fun device
0: and blaze you guys recently did a fire sale on CB for white z30s how, yeah, did, yeah, how did that go I mean uh, how many people are jumping for a z30 when the leap is so close to coming out
1: I forget the the actual number because I forget how many that we had to Begin with, but there was it was. I think it was like two hundred or three hundred or something like that. Anyways, but we sold out of them. It the funny thing is, is that it was it was on the site for a long period of time. Probably, I don't want to say a long period of time. That's not exactly accurate. But it was probably there for maybe four or five days, and nobody actually noticed it. There was like one guy in the in the forums who noticed it and he shared it on the uh, in the forums. And after that, we're like, oh, maybe we should put up a blog post about it, of course. Uh, and as soon as we put up the blog post about it, everybody just started buying them, and then they were gone, and now we're trying to get more, and it's like, wow. Apparently, everybody wanted a Z30, especially at the price. I mean, you know, Blackberry, BlackBerry was starting 349 in Canada and 399 I think, in the U.S., or maybe that was opposite 349 in the U.S. and 399 in Canada. So yeah, I mean, when people saw the saw the opportunity to pick one up for 250 bucks, you know, even if it was white, they still jumped on it and they they bought them. They bought them all. We don't have any more left.
0: <laughs> it's it's cool because now we have like the roadmap for the year, so people can make in you know smart yeah. decisions. You know. Yeah. I, I'm going to get more bang for my buck if I go with this, you know, even, as you said, even if it is white. <laughs> I the way <what> you said. <laughs> I,
1: I'm, uh, I didn't like the white C30, I'm sorry. <laughs> you,
2: yeah, and you know how we were talking about how the form factor in the Z10 was, was a, a nice form factor. I think the, the Z30 kind of edges it out in terms of the actual typing experience on the Z30 just because you have, you know, that bigger surface area to kind of swipe in and, and touch those different letters. So in ter- if you're someone who really likes a virtual keyboard and, and, and size doesn't really matter to you that much, then the uh, BlackBerry uh, Z30 is is tops for, for typing. In my opinion,
3: yeah, I want to grab one. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna grab one in a couple months if, if I don't grab the slider in time. So, I'm with the rest, of everybody. <laughs>
1: the funny thing is, I couldn't even grab a white one for myself because I don't, I don't have a white Z30. I have just like the regular black one that, it, when it first came out, right. And I was, I was like, I need to get one because in case the it comes up because I was actually like trying to find some good pictures of the white Z30. And for whatever reason we apparently never took any good pictures because nobody apparently had the device. It was just like all of the all of the pictures from when they actually when Blackberry actually showed it off. We didn't actually have any of our own pictures because nobody on the team actually bought one, right? And I'm like looking around for all these pictures and I realize, hey, we literally don't have any of these pictures. I should probably order one so I can at least have our very own pictures for you, right? And I couldn't even order one. I'm like, I went to go order one, and they were all gone. I'm like, really? I can't even order a phone from my own site? The heck!
0: <laughs> Those are first world problems, if ever. Oh right. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, CloudMix supports currently all BB10 devices. Is that correct, Brandon?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, unless someone like <laughs> email in a few weeks that like I forgot to to add one or something. I don't know. I always screw something up on the vendor portal, and then it's like always a scramble to kind of get it fixed. But yeah, so at the moment, it's I think it supports all of them. Um, yeah, I'd say the it's it, now that I'm used to supporting more than one um, size of device, it gets a it gets a lot easier now going forward when I when I make new projects just because I'm used to it now. So,
0: so here's a question for you then: Are you using design units? Have you transitioned your applications over to that, or you're like, no, I'm not doing that? You
2: no, know what I tried doing it, but to be honest, the like the benefits for me for like the few the few assets I need to use, I just it, it's just easier for me to do the math in pixels instead of having to do like all these you know, conversions, all the numbers, and convert it to design units. It's just, I mean, I'm sure down the road it's gonna bite me in the bun, but. Uh, At the moment, I'm just I find that no, I'm lazy. I just rather do it that way.
0: Well, honest answer, take that. (laughs) (laughs) So we we were kind of talking devices, and BlackBerry put up on their blog post about kind of a a, a mini behind the scenes four things to know about the BlackBerry Leap. I'm torn on the device. I know Blaze and I have had our back and forths and discussion of the device. He likes the Z3 a little bit more, etc. But the the more I look at it, the more I think about it, the more excited I am to actually hold one and see how it looks and how it functions. I was impressed with the Classic when it first came out, coming from previously a Passport. I didn't see that there was a big gap in terms of the performance. Obviously, the Passport is more powerhouse, flagship in style. But when I look at the Leap, when I look at what it has going for, when I look at the optimizations with 10.3.1, I'm actually, frankly, honestly excited about it. I mean, I want to see how maybe like it works side-by-side side with the Z30 if in gaming and Android emulation you really do see the difference in terms of specifications. I ultimately don't think we are, though. I don't think we're going to see too big a difference. I'd, I'd like to see what you guys think about the Leap and kind of the behind-the-scenes that we did get on some of the designer uh, intent behind it.
3: Yeah, I was I was going to say that, that, that basically the same thing you said. I want to see it, not beside the Z30 actually, but the Z10. I want to see what the performance would be because even though you have lower, almost the same specs, I mean, it's, it's still newer hardware. So if they're going to be optimizing it with 10.3 or 10.3.1, I mean, how much better is it going to work with the Z10 with 10.3.1, right? I mean, BlackBerry can definitely position it and say, okay, well... Even though it's the same specs, it's working a lot better than the Z10, and there's your upgrade for Z10 users, right? But that it all depends. It really all depends.
0: So right now, it's I believe it's going to launch with two colors. It's going to be white and then the dark gray model. Runel, of the two, which would you pick up if you had $300 to drop?
3: <laughs> um, I'd say the white one. i change it up. I've always had a black device, besides my white torch, so I'd say white, the white and gray
0: one,
1: for sure. The white one looks more, I don't know, elegant than what the gray one does.
0: The gray one still looks pretty nice, though. I, I like how it has the black accents, so it's kind of like black on black, almost. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree, though, with Ronal, that the, the the, the way they built the device, so they talk in their, in their little Q&A about the device that they took some of the aspiration and design methodology behind the Z3 and the Passport and kind of just combined them, right? So you have the straight fret type sides that we're used to seeing on the Passport, and you still have some of the textured backing that we'd see on the Z3 and the overall kind of profile with it. So it's very, very simplified and, and looks very, like, hefty. It looks like it kind of has the the backing of the classic, which I love because it's very grippy. I kind of almost wish it was on the passport or, or there was a way to kind of change out the back on the passport or something like that because th- it does at least with the the red one in blaze, maybe you can attest to this it's just slippery you gotta definitely have two hands you gotta have two hands on it and, and the black one was kind of the same way speaking from someone who broke one right <laughs> you don't want to have those two hands on it, but even the soft touch porcelain feel on the black I think had a little bit more uh engagement in terms of dexterity for you than the uh... Than the, the white and the black uh, the red do, excuse me. so I'm definitely interested to see, I'm going to throw up some uh, screen share right now of the actual posting from Crackberry, so you can see the accents on the actual buttons seem to stay the same but the color on the actual shell that goes around is what's ultimately different so I remember Chen did an interview on this uh, talking about the leap, and he's like, you know, I, I don't know how to be sexy. What, what do you want from me? You want me to give you more color options? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we could put another color shell on it, but we're not going to change what the principle behind the device is, right? And it's giving that entry-level, all-touch-secure form factor for users out there. So def- a sort of
1: thing. They, they note that the white one has the... Uh, the white one is probably more slippery because it has the... Uh, the porcelain finish on the white variant, so that's I, something else to consider if you if you're actually picking one up and trying to decide on a color. The black one will actually be grippier, and the white one will probably be a little bit slipperier in comparison. So.
0: yeah, it's definitely a good point to bring up. I, I like here that they're 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 touting their own, to, their own their own horn in terms of the you know the, the different design awards that they've won for these devices and i think that's an important thing for them because there's not a lot of recognition in terms of their design and their industrial design methodology so it's good to see that one that they can focus on the finer details and execute on a very simple device but still kind of make it feel new cuz ultimately as we you know we've discussed it's it's a z10 as ronel said you know uh, brandon what about you color wise which would you go for the dark gray or the white
2: um well usually like if i was talking about a car i would go for for the I don't know know, because black kind of shows you know fingerprint and stuff more, and if you have white, white doesn't show fingerprints as much, but I think uh I think ultimately actually I'd probably go with black because it's a bit more a bit more subdued, it's not so flashy, it's you know just it's more classic like that.
3: we know? say black, but the actual color
2: is shadow gray <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah just to, yeah. just to be clear, it's actually shadow gray is what the actual color is. Yeah. because it's you know it it's gray on the black and it or it's gray on the back while <laughs> all of the buttons themselves are actually black
2: but let's be honest I mean like every single device that they've come out with has a white and a black variation so yeah. I mean like how surprised can we be at this point like <laughs> I mean okay just give me the device. I'll, I'll just, <laughs> the yeah. design, it's know? more surprising when there isn't
1: a white version. Yeah.
2: You know? Like if there is a red one, okay, like we're talking. But you know, white or black? I mean, shadow gray, shadow gray or black or white, <laughs> whatever.
0: Is that really? Someone just just told me that today is the two-year anniversary of the Z10s release in the United States. Really? Which is which is just ironic, I think, because we're having this discussion about the leap, which is basically the same device, <laughs> <laughs> I find it also kind of interesting, you know Apple has their space gray, and now Blackberry has their shadow gray shadow gray yeah, yeah, but ultimately <laughs> it seems that that is a kind of desired it gives that good contrast, right that you can still have the black accents with the gray, and they don't kind of blanch each other out. And with the white, you kind of have the same thing. This photo down here uh, demonstrates it well. The the black buttons, the black microphone hole, and then the black buttons here on the side, it all seems to lend itself very well to the aesthetic, so there's good contrast. So again, check this post out. It's on BlackBerry blogs. Of course, you can go read it over at CrackBerry as well. Very interesting piece on some of the design methodology behind the BlackBerry Leap. I thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to share it with everyone.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at that. March 22nd. Yeah. March 22nd.
0: Yeah. March 22nd, crazy.
1: AT&T, BlackBerry, Z10, now available at Amazon for $199. That I, is wrote it, I wrote it on this 20, in 2013.
0: That is too funny, too funny. That's why I love these casts, because everyone seems to chime in with such awesome information. So really, really cool two-year anniversary of the Z10 it, here on Upstream 41. Let's
2: take a poll. How many of you guys lined up for to get your Z10 on the first day? <laughs> no. <laughs> nobody did? I did well I was in Waterloo though so I think that's like one of the few places that actually had lineups for for devices when it launched
1: I was in well I got my Z10 I think the event
0: was in New York yeah we got our devices like three months before
1: (laughs) yeah the the event was like in New York or whatever and pick one up there so I didn't have to wait in line I didn't have to uh, have to even wait for an order or anything which was
2: pretty great at the time. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of weird because, you know, you you always hear about uh those lineups for Apple events and then I was in Waterloo and like I couldn't find a Z10 like the fir- the opening day I couldn't actually get one because they were sold out everywhere. And, like I was going to like every store like the Best Buy mobile shops and everything just to buy one like off contract and they just didn't have any. And, like there's Blackberry reps at like the mall and they're like uh And I'm like, I was telling them, like, yeah, I really want to buy one, but where can I get one? There, and they like kept like contacting people and trying to find out which stores in Waterloo had some, so I could go and check them out. It was kind of cool. I think we did that in Waterloo before, you know, because they had always been like such a decline at that point. So it was kind of cool to see that. I think
1: we did the same in Toronto as well when we were there. We went to all of the Rogers store stores in Toronto, like all the Best Buys and the Future Shops and all that stuff, and Win Mobile, Win Mobile at the time, because they had it too. So we were going around to all those stores and asking to uh, see their inventory and everything like that. I believe we even did like a, I think me and Kevin helped sell one in Toronto at the Rogers store because of the video calling. The person there was so impressed by the video calling that they bought one there. Right then and there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's still good video calling and still very exclusive to the platform. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) You know what's funny is that that response, uh, like, uh, for me, I I saw all these, like, stores were sold out for the Z-10. I know it was in Waterloo and in Toronto and stuff, and then, like, a few months later... We heard about like how they had to like take a huge loss on all these unsold Z10s, and it's like holy cow, it's like it, it was just it was just crazy those few months, of, or I guess the summer after the launch. You know,
0: it, everyone talks about that, but if you follow the financial earnings through, they did a pre-tax write-off, so they got a lot of that money back. They had a bunch of other tax returns from different investments that they've made in selling off different entities. They they basically broke even on it. It almost as if it didn't happen. So, yes, it was a it was a media blow for them, right? The two devices failed, the Z10 and Q10, and it followed the trend of the playbook before and some of the other devices, right, like the Storm and whatnot. But ultimately, I think it was part of the transition for BlackBerry, and it got them to a place where they needed to be, right? Now we see the devices like the Passport actually shining in, in a light and with an OS that is better suited to be viable in the marketplace today. Yeah. 10, 10.0 was... Bollocks! It was it was just yeah.
1: There, there's no other there's no other way around it. I mean at the at that specific point in time when it was launched, you could say there there's essentially two avenues that you could take with it. You could say that it was you know absolutely amazing that BlackBerry pulled it off and they released it and they had it as much together as what they did at that point in time, but then. There is the secondary side where you could say, okay, this was absolutely rubbish at the point in time when they launched it. But the thing is, is that from a BlackBerry user perspective, it was absolutely amazing because you were going from BlackBerry OS into BlackBerry 10, which is absolutely something new, something fascinating, and your device started to work almost like everything else that was on the market at that particular time. You know, you didn't have to worry about biz or anything like that. You didn't have to worry about, like, truncated emails or any of that nonsense anymore because you were no longer on the biz platform and stuff. So as a Blackberry user at that specific point in time, it was absolutely amazing. But when you compared it to everything else that was out there, such as Android and iOS at that specific point in time, you know, you could see that it it was a little bit shaky in terms of how much was actually completed and how much further they still had to go within the operating system. And I'm sure everybody here would essentially agree that, you know, each iteration that has been released since then, 10.0, 10.1, 10.2.1, 10.2, sorry, 10.2.1 and then 10.3, you know, the OS has gotten better as each individual iteration has gone out. No, I think and it's pretty fair to say that every time that we get an OS update, there is at least the majority of the people are saying like why didn't this launch on BlackBerry 10 when BlackBerry 10 was launched? Like why this wasn't is, this available?
0: This, this is what we've been waiting for, guys. Yeah. It's
2: finally here. I have, yeah. my, reservations. <laughs> I have my reservations on 10.2.1. I never had a good experience on that, <laughs> that OS. That's the only one, but uh, everything yeah. else has been top-notch. I remember. I don't even remember that much anticipation for 10.1. Um, even, no, 10 the, ta- even the base OS, I was kind of content with it. I don't even remember that much pent-up anticipation for 10.1 when it launched, to be honest. No,
1: because essentially 10, 10.0, well, it rolled out as 10.0.0.9, I do believe, if I'm correct. But, you know, there wasn't many many additions to it. They, it, they just basically built upon what was already existing, and they added a few new things. But it, it, at the core, it was still essentially the same OS. So the majority of the people didn't actually realize the difference between the actual launch version. It, it came so quickly afterward that nobody really cared about it. There wasn't any time to care about it because of the fact that, you know, there was so I guess you could say so little done on the actual launch version and then when they moved into it they are like, oh, well, okay. It, it wasn't that big of a deal because of the fact that people were so excited that it was Blackberry 10. You know, they, they there wasn't much of a demand for things to be added at that point in time because It still looked new, it still looked fresh,
0: and people were excited about it, but, yeah. They they were working on a a couple things. I'm looking back at it, and I'm thinking of some of the things that they added. There were things like remote file access with a link. They updated search for BlackBerry World. They improved email synchronization. And that gesture where you can slide to a message in Hub and then slide down or previous without having to let the message go. There were subtle refinements like that. So as Blaze said, it really wasn't substantial. It's not something you'd look at and be like, oh, this is markedly different. Yeah. But, yeah, but he's right. you know. The OS has progressed at each stage, and I'm interested to see, is it going to continue to be BlackBerry 10 in three or four years, or are they going to push for some kind of jump to a- another level in terms of the Q and X kernel underneath? and or their own marketing. We've looked at Microsoft looking and killing off sub-brands, like IE, they're they're killing off Internet Explorer and building something new. What do you guys think of, in terms of BlackBerry 10, whether it's valuable to change the name or not? We know where Chen is with this, right? He said, you know, renaming your child isn't going to get him better grades, you know? (laughs) So so we know where he says. But in terms of the marketability of this OS, especially as they expand into IoT, into, into broader markets, does it make sense to just go, like, QNX Mobile or or something of that nature to kind of make it more broad.
2: I think they can, you know, they can maybe come up with some code names for their O S S like the the big drops in O S S that they have. Um, if you look at it, Apple with their desktop or uh, laptop uh, software, it's O S X Yosemite, O S X uh, Mavericks, Mavericks. So basically, that's basically you know. Macintosh 10 OS X, but they're giving code names for every iteration of a major OS update. So they could do something like that with uh, BlackBerry 10, just because the BlackBerry 10 name, I think, in like I think it might have maybe a year or two left, and then it's gonna start, you know, becoming a bit stale. The name, so they need to do something to freshen it up a bit. Maybe QNX Mobile, but I also think QNX Mobile, it's kind of important to keep that a bit separate at the moment still, as their IoT offering and M2M kind of software. And and as they converge them, maybe they can can combine those names a bit. Agree with the viewpoints. What
0: about you, Ronel? What do you think of terms in terms of the brand value that BB10 has or, or, or doesn't have?
3: Hmm. I was going to say say exactly the same thing as Brandon. Um, keeping QNX and BlackBerry 10 a little bit separate because they got themselves an IoT so anything IoT related, they want to keep the QNX name with it. Um, in terms of BlackBerry 10, it's hard to say. I mean, even if they were to do a rapid or huge change to it, um, it's hard to change the name from one to the next unless it's a complete change again, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends on what they do with it. Right? It all comes <coughs> up to that. The 10.4, 10.5, 10.6. At one point, they're going to stop working on it and maybe, again, use that new under underneath the new kernel and, you know, switch to a different name. And, I don't know, marketability side... They could still keep BlackBerry 10 because most people hang on to the device names more than the operating system name. So, agreed. I think they
0: could keep it. It'd be expensive to kind of rebrand this so far. in now that you've created kind of that that substance of the actual brand in terms of the OS and the device names, right? They're all BlackBerry 10 devices, at least to our our prior conceptions of them. But definitely interesting to get you guys' thoughts on on that particular aspect. So we talked about the leap. And if we look at BlackBerry, is, is their kind of strategy evolves in terms of software and bringing different service solutions across. It was an announcement that crossed the wire in terms of BBM Protected coming out and becoming available on iOS and Android. I thought this was interesting. It didn't really get enough gusto in terms of the media coverage of it, but I think it's something very important. As we look at the BlackBerry Experience Suite, we look at BBM, we look at their overall strategy and that they really are looking to bring a lot of what they do, their core competencies, to all platforms. So what do you guys think about BBM Protected right now? Do you think it's one of those drivers for BBM? Do you think? I guess here's the question: Are they making more off BBM protected or BBM stickers?
1: <laughs> right now, I think they're making more off stickers.
2: <laughs> I think James is pretty much supporting BBM at this moment with uh, with all the stickers he buys.
0: So uh, supposedly, Kevin's got more than I do, so <laughs> we'll, we'll give him that. I mean, uh, but no, it's it's definitely an interesting conversation in terms of. C- BBM protected. I'm glad that they're now bringing these services out, and they're sticking to their own timelines, it seems, right? They'll say something, they say, hey, in the following months, we expect to have it here, bam, here it is. I like that they're following up on their word. We can take them at it and put the value to it then, because we know they're going to come through for it. I haven't captured many instances at all where uh, a notion has been set up, and they've fallen through on actually delivering on it. I like this kind of executive style so far.
1: Yeah, I I don't think... I don't think BlackBerry has gotten enough credit for that over the past few months. Um, I guess I guess it's fair to say the past few months, but realistically, it's been you know since John Chen came on board. I don't think BlackBerry has has gotten enough credit for actually keeping their timeline at this point in time. Um, Previous the previous administration was absolutely dreadful in terms of keeping their timelines. They would say one thing. But then it would constantly be delayed months upon months. I think the only, the only, only big thing that I could possibly think of in terms of you know John Chen not exactly meeting the demand was probably with 10.3.1 because there was there were some instances in in, in cases where he said it would be delivered at this point in time, but then there was you know it, it didn't come out until the next year, which is understandable but that was particularly the only thing that comes as a, one highlight that I can think of that he didn't necessarily meet demand when he said he would meet the demand for it he's always been you know pretty precise in terms of saying okay we're going to announce this today and we're going to launch it on this time frame and then it has actually come out at that during that time frame you know, or at least within that window at some point in time. So, I, I you know, I, I don't think we've, as end users, we've given BlackBerry enough credit in that area for them actually delivering things on, on time at this point. Um, you know, it, it's become an expectation that things should be delivered on time, of course, but BlackBerry has significantly improved that over the past few months, or at least since John Chen has come on board and. Like I said, we don't we don't necessarily give them enough credit for the that particular time.
0: I'm, I'm waiting for Brandon to jump on here and say something. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going off in the chat about this, this topic.
2: That, like uh, we're all praising BlackBerry right now. But I remember there was one point in time when uh, a chat messenger app uh, by the name I think it was called BlackBerry Messenger. It came on Android and iOS, and <laughs> I, think, I think I recall they promised uh, video chat cross-platform like within yeah, yeah, yeah. the year, and then it's kind of like never been mentioned since. Okay, so.
0: Brandon, Brandon, I'm gonna let you finish, but Torsten Hines was the best BlackBerry <laughs> CEO ever. <laughs> so, I mean, this is this is the same regime that also promised the playbook would get updated to BB10, that you know we'd get cross-platform video by the end of the year, which was. 2013, now it's 2015. Uh, I think priorities have changed. We've, di- we've had a discussion, and people have talked with Sims. I think even Jubei spoke with Sims at one of the security summits, I think the one over in New York, and he asked that very question, and he was like, if we're going to do cross-platform video, it's going to be the enterprise first, right? Not necessarily that we're totally dissuaded on the whole idea, but that they have their priorities, right? The yeah. consumer demand for their messenger is, is very small in terms of the global the messaging market right everyone a lot of these other competitors are doing this type of stuff for free so we see BBM meetings as a real transition in their overall strategy with video And yeah. BBM
1: BBM meetings is essentially the cross-platform video it's not necessarily the cross-platform video that they were referring to at that time but it's still cross-platform videos.
2: So. I I fully agree with what you guys say. Obviously, priorities have changed. At the same time, I also think that you know they 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 are kind of relying a lot on the consumer side as well as for 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 revenue. When we look at stickers, we look at subscription pins. Um, what's the other thing that we have? What's the other subscription thing? Ads? No ads. No ads yeah. and stuff like that. Looking at channels that have you no know, advertisement in the channel. So I mean, well, while they are focusing on enterprise for you know BBM, BBM protected, maybe video for uh, enterprise at the same time, they've also kind of had a vested interest in getting revenue from the consumer side, and I think that cross-platform video, you know, could lend itself to that. I've said I've
0: said on previous upstreams where if BlackBerry was smart, and, and this is something we say quite often, right? If, if this, if that. If BlackBerry was smart, they would do the a la carte options in shop. So they'd allow you, if you want to just buy a custom pin, you can just buy a custom pin. But they talked about message retraction being a premium feature, timed messages <clears throat> being a feature. And right now, those aren't a la carte options. We still have those built into our, our messaging experience. So, to that end, Maybe there will be something in the future. It's a blended BBM premium. You pay a uh, whatever kind of rate. Uh, you know, it's good, It's going to be exorbitant based on what we've seen so far, right? But we're yeah. still going to we're still going to buy it. But maybe it bundles in the functionality of BBM meetings because we're paying for it on the monthly. Right now, the enterprises can buy it on a yearly invoice. So I think you pay 150 and you're able to get it. So it just would be interesting overall to see if they kind of transition to do a more cross. Uh, feature type of uh, service solution for us within the shop. Would you guys be more, I guess, willing to buy into a overall buy once, have unlimited access, or buy the individual a la carte options?
1: And buy it if they basically had, like, two separate versions of BBM Messenger in there. If they had, like, BBM Premium and they had regular BBM, I would be more likely to buy the BBM feature if it gave me everything that was applicable at that point in time. If I could just pay like, you know, whatever, ten bucks for this BBM premium, whatever the case may be, I would buy that instead of the a la carte options because uh, it just, it seems like a more reasonable thing to do to be able to go ahead and purchase that BBM premium over paying this and that. It, it, when you start buying, uh, start paying for a la carte options, I think it, it gets to the point where end users ultimately feel like they've they've sort of been nickel and dimed out of a lot of money at that point in time. Because, you know, as much as people like options and stuff like that, um, to be able to go ahead and purchase those all options it, it does get excessive to the point where people start really, why do I need to pay for this, why do I need to pay for that sort of thing. So if they had one, one particular BBM Premium option that I could download and pay for from BlackBerry World, I'd be more apt to take that on than basically just picking and choosing exactly what I wanted. Right,
0: but, and it you know, almost, yeah. like, almost feels like you're getting nickled and dimed in that sense, especially if you want to buy like all of them. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean,
1: that's 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 where it. it when when does too many options become, you know, excessive? When when does that it, having too many of those options go a little bit overboard, you know. I mean, you can only offer so many things, and then people start like, well, why do I need to pay for this? Why do I need to pay for that? You know? and especially if there wasn't all the especially
0: BlackBerry users, right? They yeah, pay- exactly. For free.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Everybody I- wants everything for free. <laughs> so Brandon, Brandon had a drop-off. He had a little bit of a personal emergency, so hopefully everything's going well on his end. In his stead, Jubei has magically appeared, uh, almost out of the thickness of the fog. How's it going, How's it going Jubei? We, we were done. I was gonna close this up in a couple of minutes. How's it going? Yeah,
4: I just came to say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. For everyone wondering where I was, I was working on a uh, on a photo shoot out in Jersey with a couple of music new uh, music artists. So, um, just came
0: jump on and say hi, and that's it. And support and support the Mets, right? We need to get you a you, uh, we need to get no, you a very Flow hat. Oh, the um, Islanders.
4: I have to um, so really say though, that. Uh, whipping out that the passport throughout the day of production uh, definitely caught the attention of a few guys, and they kind of fell in love with the device right off the bat. So um, they're already asking where they can get one.
0: <laughs> that nice. is that is the question. Don't send them to an AT and T store, please. <laughs> <laughs> What's your experience with it, Jubei? You've you, you got to have both devices. I mean, give us a little quick summary between the two in terms of the experience and the design quality. I know you've voiced some qualms that you had with the AT&T variant. Uh, you seem like a guy who who really knows what he wants. So in terms of the devices, are you leaning one way or to the other in terms of the design?
4: I'm totally setting this up because everyone knows that I absolutely hate the AT&T variant. Um... Kind of like uh, the Fisher-Price version, the cheap uh, knockoff of the the Passport, designed by BlackBerry. Um, Now, I have both of them here. Um, It it just, I mean, it's, it's, I don't even know where to begin. But just physically, the device, right? It's lighter. It's uh, slightly bigger all around, uh, the AT&T variant. um, And all the materials are different. So um, it's interesting to uh, see why BlackBerry decided to go along with AT&T's request to make such a device. You look here, the space on the chin is actually bigger than it mm-hmm. is on the uh, original mm-hmm. Passport version. Yeah. Um, even if you press, like, let's say, the backing on the Passport, it's really solid. It's just a solid uh, piece there, uh, the, the texture. It really has a, a, a great feel. On the back of the at t variant, you can actually press in, depress the back cover, and press oh, into man. the device and hit the back. Oh, squishy! Why is yours so squishy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the texture's different. You could tell that they went with uh, probably a, a, a more tacky, you know, yes. less less expensive material. We all know that the the chin here on the bottom of the. Uh, of the passport is actually plastic on the bottom. So oh,
0: so it's like, the, cl- like it. the classic, yeah.
4: Right, so you see the slit and it's the plastic all the way around. Uh, when I was holding it, I literally thought that the back cover could come off because, it, you know, I depressed it and I see the space underneath the port and um, I actually picked it up, I don't know if you could see, but it yeah, like you that's awful. Actually, <laughs> it looks like you can actually lift off the back cover. I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> I, I, I can't. Um, you know the buttons on you know the frets and stuff like that. The buttons are different too. They feel uh, just they don't feel as premium. You, you feel the materials on the original passport. You got the you know the the, the high quality stainless I beam, uh, stainless steel i beam construction all around. Everything about it, it's just solid, it's tight. Um and when I picked up the eighteen T it was just I don't know. And it's very really interesting how Blackberry would actually go along. I mean I'm sure they don't mind because it probably costs a lot less
0: to um it's just like these it, devices. It's absolutely sanitized, you know? Like they just took whatever it had unique about it and just kinda washed yep. it over. So, curvy, I, I mm-hmm.
4: it's hard to tell, but when you hold both devices, I mean, you, you would have to hold both devices in your hand to really see the, the fine details of both uh, devices, just to know that the original design is what you want. Um, for people out there who saw the AT&T variant, uh, but never held the original, um, I know it's a little tougher for you guys to kind of make that call but especially if you've never seen the original and you pick up the AT&T variant as your first time, you're going to say, wow, this is great. But um, the original is really what you want. And the fact that you could just buy it and just throw in your SIM card just makes it even stranger why at and
0: and And I believe, I may be wrong, someone can yell at me in the comments if I am, I believe if you were to buy each of them outright the original is cheaper by like 50 bucks so, yeah. <laughs> so
4: it's
0: just, it's just very, highly, highly amusing
4: <laughs> very strange
0: i just i don't i don't get it
4: so um even when i picked up the device from uh, blackberry's offices uh, here in new york um, they handed it over to me and i opened it just to see it and they they weren't really enthusiastic you know enthused, uh, enthusiastic about the design either they were just like well there it is. But they all have the original Passport. Like, they all brought out their own Passport. Like, no one has the at variant. They just, like, well, that's the at t
0: one. Hey, but it's an exclusive, you know? So at the same time, it is nice that they have so many different form factors out there for it, right? They've got the red, the white, the piano black original, the at t variant, the gold, and maybe later this year they'll have a Passport. Uh, excuse me, a Porsche design variant. So, you know... The more, the merrier, is my opinion, right? It's Don't not talk perfect. talk about
1: that one. That's. I mean, I'm plotting about how I can actually get Kevin to buy me a Porsche design passport with <laughs> yeah. one appears. I'm, I'm like, you, Chris, how can I get money this money for it, man?
0: You need to get that editor-in-chief incentive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how can I slide that in there? Cri- must have. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to need you to hit your deliverables, okay? <laughs> so let me unlock it off Jubei so we can stop staring at his Islander shirt, which is freaking awesome. I love how the Y turns into the hockey stick. That's just great. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But I think we covered everything we needed to cover this stream, guys. I really appreciate having you guys on, as always. Great dialogue. Hopefully Brandon's doing okay and, and working with his family. We'll be in our prayers on this end. Ronell, Jubei, Chris, thank you for coming on, and I look you. forward to speaking with you guys again next week.
3: Appreciate
0: it. Yep, uh, yeah, guys, definitely subscribe if you're interested in these uh, different podcasts. We have the earnings call on the 27th, which is going to be this Friday. So on the 29th, two days after, we'll have a full summation and be able to discuss whatever is uh, announced and/or discussed at the earnings call. Hopefully, Chen uh, sets some precedents for some of the other devices, maybe some timelines. Maybe I'm just talking out of my butt.
1: <laughs> Take we it all easy. know he likes to pop things up in, in the middle of nowhere. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You never know with Mr. Chen. So we'll keep our eyes peeled, keep it locked on BerryFlow, and, of course, Crackberry.com for the latest. Thank you, guys. Have a great night.